and welcome to the Deuce Podcast with me, your co-host Ahmed Osman, and I'm joined by my good friend. Yes, it is Misha Mitov. Misha Mitov is with me in the studio. Misha, how are you? I'm very good, man. How are you? Very good myself. Um, you know, watching them. What an amazing tournament! Um, finished during the weekend. We're about a day too late recording this. However. Um, it's been such an exhausting couple of weeks. We're allowed a day in between, surely. It was it was a very good tournament, in my opinion. Yeah. A lot of surprises, a lot of interesting moments. I'm 50% right, by the way. Yeah. Because they said the feather would win. We'll get into your predictions very but soon um, because yeah. I know you got you got <laughs> half of it right. You're you're yeah. loving it. Yeah. I see. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's very good to to. Sp- yeah, I think I just sorry about speaking about the, se- uh, the not the season, but the tournament in general. It was, it was full of surprises. A lot of a lot of um, young players. Yeah. Um, did very well, which was uh, very nice to see. No, it was it was a great tournament. It, I think the Australian Open. It's always an, a tournament that is really well run. Um, um, tournament directors who, who Greg really Tiley, yeah. Tiley, who, who, do, who does an amazing job. I think most players, um, you know, always say that he's really it's the happy slam. People say that. People say that exactly, it's and it's well run from, from Craig and, and you know he knows the rest what of he's the doing. People, yeah, just people just feel tennis players just feel very comfortable in Australia, in yeah. Brisbane, in Sydney, in Melbourne as well. And the people love tennis as well. There's a there's a huge tennis fan base uh, in Australia and. Uh, Hot weather, um, full stadiums, mm. great tennis. What's not to like? Um, I think safe to say that you know Craig Tai does do an amazing job, and uh, yeah, credit to him. And um, yeah, year after year, you want to get tri- tickets for the next season, right? Looks like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> year after year they do an amazing job, and and credit to them. Um, yeah, so you know, it's it's. An, I really want to get into the action. I really want to talk about uh, the two finals, the two amazing finals that did not disappoint at all. However, we do need to get to our roundup tw- our roundup exactly so here is your australian open roundup so roger federer won his sixth australian open and became the first man to reach 20 overall grand slams he beat the courageous marin chenich 6-2 6-7 6-3 3-6 6-1 what an unbelievable achievement the man is 36 36 years old and Caroline Wozniacki finally got her hands on a Grand Slam. The newly crowned no- world number one defeated a defiant Simona Halep, 7-6, 3-6, 6-4, to win her first Grand Slam. And what a moment for the Danish star. Two unbelievable finals. And that was your Australian Open Roundup. So yeah, like I said, it, you know, it's been amazing uh, to to watch um, someone like Caroline, Caroline Wozniacki win her first Grand Slam. I think you'd agree with me, Misha, yeah. in saying that she's well deserved uh, of that uh, of that tournament. And um, Simona Halep, I feel so sorry for her. Uh, it's just it, it it feels that maybe she's missing a few things, and and maybe she is slightly unlucky. Um, I think last time it's safe to say that. Elena Stepenko grabbed, uh, you know, that final the French Open with both hands against Simona, even though she was in an almost impossible position. Um, but this time, Simona uh, played, you know, tough. She played hard. However, I think, you know, Caroline had more to lose at the moment and um, she ended up winning it. So tell me your thoughts on that match, please, Misha. I think that it was one of the best matches of, of the year so far. Yeah. And uh, mm. what a great final, a lot of interesting moments. And, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think w- last week when we spoke about the final, we said you said Halep in three sets, and I said Wozniak in two sets. So no one 
got the right <laughs> no one no yeah. one guessed it right but um the thing is that i i have to agree with you that halep is missing something missing something just just a little bit to win the slam so some, something she, she to be honest she played an uh, she played an unbelievable tournament and nine times out of ten she would have won that tournament playing through an ankle injury uh, playing a four-hour match, uh, near four-hour match against Lauren Davis, we remember that match. Incredible to get past that, um, and then end up, you know, winning matches after that so easily against Naomi Osaka. I just don't, you know, I, I, sometimes I feel like uh, maybe you know the luck's not on her side, and and it's very unfortunate. She's such a battle. She's such a champion, and I know her time will come very soon, surely, right? I think that when it comes to Halep. I'm pretty sure she would win a slam. That's just mm. my opinion. But the thing is, that it's it could be just purely physical. It yeah. was it was, should, it was just too difficult. I mean, after the final, we saw some pictures online that she was in the hospital in Melbourne mm. because it was just that she was dehydrated. Yeah. So um, it could be just physical. But the same. But on the other side, um, it's the final. You know, mm. you don't play Grand Slam finals every day. Exactly. And so uh, um, and she's she's had two right now in uh she's had one in the French Open. If I have to be honest, I don't wanna speak about the Ostapenko one because that was just crazy. It yeah. was just it was just another it was just a very different fight. It was just craziness. That, th- that was a lack of mental toughness. And I did tell you, I told you that in the episode beforehand, the preview for the final, I told you that if she's able to, to win the match um in two sets, then that's great. But that's the only way she could win it, in my opinion, just from the physical ten- sense of her playing so many matches before that um, that were brutal and, and, and really needed her to come through uh, in a tough way. So, you know, it, it went into three sets and it, uh, in my opinion, it was always going to be Wozniacki. Um, she's, she, they, they both, you know, they both match quite, you know, um, it's closely. a good matchup. Yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's they're pretty very good both, matchup. Yeah, they're quite. They're yeah. Both of them can defend very well from the baseline. We spoke about this in the preview. They attack pretty well. Not not the best possible serve in the world, but exactly. good enough, I guess. And um, but let's talk about Carolyn Wozniacki because yeah, she has winner, finally won her Grand champion, Slam. Yeah, um, and number one in the world. And well, from Monday, who yeah. saw that in 2017? In our in our 2018 preview and looking back at 2017, I'm pretty sure not even us could predict Wozniacki to have that. At the end of 2017, mm. my guess was Muguruza. After that, it was it was a mutual guess. It was Svitolina. Yeah, and now it's. And, and Garcia as well. We all said that Garcia could do well. Yeah. And now it's it's Wozniacki, which we is said, which is yeah, a surprise. Yeah, we said I, I said Caroline Gar- Garcia. I thought she was um, she played a very solid tournament. It was a good start to the year for her. She needs to start building on that now, um, in my opinion. But we'll talk about some of the plays later on. Um, however, Caroline Wozniacki, like you mentioned, world number one. She was very teary. Um, thanked her, her her boyfriend, obviously basketball player. I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah. Some, something Lee. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm not the best or the biggest basketball fan. However, he's been, um, you know, important to her. She mentioned in her in her ceremony in her speech, um, and her team. Obviously, her father who coaches I think her. The father is the main man. That is the main man. He's been my, with her yeah. with the struggles and uh, and to be that tough mentally and motivated after losing so many opportunities to win a Grand Slam, that is something to admire. I, I, I think I read yesterday something that he said. He said that it doesn't matter if Caroline is, is, is works in a supermarket or wins a Grand Slam, she's still my daughter. That's unbelievable. So, um, that's, that's, that's the love him, you need. It's just... You know, she she's my he's she's my kid. You know, yeah. I just want to make sure she's doing well. Whatever she does, I I will try my best to support her, and that's it. And you know and what, Misha? I can only, I'm yeah, sorry, go, go I ahead, can only yeah. imagine what kind of a joy 
he felt when he when he, he saw his daughter winning it's, a grand it's a slam. journey it's a journey it's, together it's a journey tennis is a journey tennis is a marathon it's yeah. not a sprint exactly um and and like i was saying just you know before um you know it, it's it, it's the the way she won it um it was impressive it man. was impressive and and because we've seen halep always battle back and and win and yeah, yeah. i had a few doubts that maybe halep was was just superhuman or just unnatural because <laughs> to play that amount of matches and to keep coming and to lose the first set and keep coming again, keep coming again, it was amazing to watch. Um, unfortunate for Simona, but I think she even even she knows that she will she will get another opportunity to win uh, multiple grand slams. I think, I think when you play finals, when you lose them, obviously you're disappointed. But at yeah. the same time, if you look at the tennis that she's played, like you said in the in the last two weeks, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's not normal. It's unusual. It's it's something that only top players do. Mm. So um of course she feels this of course the whole country Romania they feel disappointed. But at the same time they should be very optimistic because like in like future. we said like we said the future looks pretty good for for Simona Halep. She's not more number one in the world anymore but that doesn't mean much to me in my opinion because mm. number ones in women's tennis they they, they change They've been changing yeah. a lot besides Serena Williams, but um, the thing is that she, in my opinion, despite the fact that she lost the final, she played the best two weeks of her life. Yeah, I, 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 I physically think, yeah, challenging, physically. mentally challenging, and she, she, she still managed to. And fight it was a very close match, Michelle. It was, it was a close match. It was like that, a, that match Kerber point in the semifinal. Exactly, and and the match points as well. Like, yeah. like, if I told you Simona Halep would go four hours in a match with an ankle injury, then end up winning easily the match against Naomi Osaka, then going through in a battle against Kerber and still taking the game to to uh, to and still to, fighting to, to Wozniacki. Exactly. Yeah. Because it was one point, even she was dominating that last point. If you saw yeah, yeah, she yeah. should have really finished that point. Um she, she, she was too have, passive. Yeah, too passive and and uh, and Wozniacki was able to, to take advantage. Um so yeah once again um you know, congratulations to to um, to Wozniacki. Karol- to Wozniacki. and uh, maybe maybe this could be you know a revival from her career. Maybe she's gonna just pop out of nowhere and start keep <laughs> keep winning more Grand Slams. However, something tells me Simona we'll and, come and back yeah, stronger. we'll come back. Carolina Pliskova will come way. back I stronger. Feel, I feel the same way. Calvin Magaruta will have a better tournament, and a certain Serena Williams will come back onto the scene. Um, Let's just say that the French Open, which is far away. But it would be very interesting. Not that far away. Well, yeah, but still a couple, couple months. Couple months, yeah. But um, but it's but it's far away in tennis in tennis time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Halep played the final. Muguruza won the tournament a couple of years ago against, against Serena Williams. Serena Williams is coming back. It's not her favorite surface, though. Yeah, Wozniacki would be the last Grand Slam champion. That's that sounds pretty interesting to me. Uh, yeah, and it's you like got you got like a and you got film. you got last year's winner Yelena Stepenko. Of course, Caroline Garcia. She's in the home home favorite. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a very interesting tournament. Just when we thought this tournament was very hard to predict, the next one's going to be oh even man. more harder to predict. It'll be even um, more embarrassing after the predictions <laughs> from the, the past two weeks. To be fair, because I didn't mention this to you, I didn't speak to you. If you do listen to the podcast weekly, we did um, say that Elena Svitolina was going to win the. Uh, the, the I think we said that pretty clearly a couple of times. We said it a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, you would have known if you listened to the podcast. Yeah. However, um, she did not win. She lost um, I'm pretty in, the quarterfinals. in the quarters. And but she did say she had an injury. It was, I think it was against Elise Mertens. She lost. Um, in and she, and yeah. she in, yeah, in the press conference, she, she said she had an injury. So, to be fair, we, we, we weren't off. We weren't that off. 
Um, because it's, it's Svitolina against Wozniacki. Um, if she did beat Elise Mertens, yeah. would have been a very interesting match. Oh, definitely. And then, definitely. Uh, and then it's Vitalina against a very battered um, but courageous Halep would have been very interesting. So we could have got that right if she wasn't injured. We weren't that far away, but at the same mm. time... <laughs> we were kind of far away. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we were listen, far away, we, but we were far we away. We have to keep our dignity, you know? Exactly, <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um, but, yeah, but one one prediction that you did get right was the man... The legend that is Roger Federer. You predicted that he'd win the Australian Open. And I think after um, the dismissal uh, of uh, Rafa Nadal uh, for an injury and also uh, Dimitrov, who lost early. I don't want to speak about that. I'm joking, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, Dimitrov lost early. Yeah, I think we could predict that. Can I say something about Dimitrov? Go ahead. I'm not trying to defend myself, but he had a press conference in Bulgaria a couple of days ago. And he he said that he has a shoulder injury. So that's why he didn't play at his best. I'm not trying to defend Dimitrov, don't get me wrong. Yeah, tra- he didn't uh, break no, the test. I think the, the right phrase would be, are you trying to make an excuse for no, Dimitrov? No, 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 I'm still saying that Federer was, was uh, I'm still saying that... Curious. Yeah, curious. Uh, no, Carl Edmund in the qualifiers was much Sorry. better, was Sorry, much, yeah. much, much better than Dimitrov. But what I'm saying is that he did say that he has a shoulder mm. injury. Yeah, and and that's quite tough but to play against with Carl yeah, Edmund yeah. and that forehand. But coming so. back to Federer... Mm-hmm. What, what can I say? How can I? Imp- what can I? I mean, how can I be different? You Speechless. Know? What can I? What can I really say? There's nothing much to say. It's unbelievable. What I he's just done. thank you for playing tennis. Yes. Thank you, Switzerland. Thank yeah. you, mom and dad. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be just another fan, but just, just for for. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> speeches, man. Uh, there's not many times that you've been um, speeches, uh, yeah. yeah, speeches on this podcast. So yeah, that that says it all, to be honest. Um, and also, you should probably say thank you to Malcolm Federer because um, his wife, without the support of his wife, we wouldn't be seeing Roger playing at the age of 36. Um, and uh, yeah, what an amazing, amazing tournament he's had. Um, this is second successive Australian Open in two to years. To play. To play two weeks and to lose your first set in the final, that means something. That means how good you are. Yeah. You know, to play to play someone like Chung, of, of course he had an injury in the semi-final, but to play top guys and to not lose the set until the final, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, it's 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 actually slightly unru- it's unreal to think because he's 36 years old. He shouldn't be able to dominate things you like know, this. At this. Particular moment of, of 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 tennis, I don't want to speak about age because everything is so involved. I mean, Federer, he's just rewriting the books. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just when people say he's at the age of 36, he shouldn't be playing. For example, Sampras, he retired at the, at the age of 30. Yeah. So um, it's, it is. It, but he he's got 20 Grand Slams, Misha. Like 20. Like last year. 20. What? <laughs> um, it's unreal. It's unreal. I just I, I want to talk for a second. Well, let me just say my piece because I've kept this in too long. We should have done the pod yesterday. I've had time to calm down and realize, you know what? Like it's the about slow Stevens, right? No, it's not about slow Stevens. No. <laughs> <laughs> Has she even won a match since we? Wow. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I'm sorry, wow. slow. I'm sorry. I'm anyway, sorry. anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, like I was saying, I I, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly confused um in terms of what should we expect from roger next because he didn't he didn't face rafa he didn't face dimitrov in the in the last stages there was no djokovic challenge uh, later on to that yeah. there was also no um andy so oh I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question are we are we 
overhyping this? Yeah, see, we're thinking. Are we overhyping this too much? Okay, let's let's put it this way. Was there, in, in other words, was there enough competition for Roger so for us to say, "Wow, he's unbelievable. He's thirty-six." Okay, okay. I'm okay. gonna play devil's advocate. I love Roger, but I'm just asking this question. Okay. Go ahead. Now, winning a Grand Slam is winning a Grand Slam. No one can say anything different. But on the other side, I agree with you. Mm. When it comes to competition, he did pl- he did play some good players, but to play Chung in the final, who had an injury and is playing the first semi-final of his career, mm-hmm. you can't have the leverage there. You get me? Yeah. So um, if I, if we have to be neutral, we have to be honest. If we have to just think about it, Roger had didn't have the best possible competition. But was it w- was it really that hard? Let me take you through round one, Alize Alize Bedene. Yeah. Okay. Struff in round two. Gasquet, who he has amazing record against, round three. Uh, Pucevic, round four. And then Thomas Burdic, who he also has a very good um, record yeah. against. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's straightforward. Then he faces an injured um, um, Chung. Chung. Yeah. And then a, a hard match against, against Chilich. See, this is, I have a theory here. If Chung was fit enough and was able to take Roger four, May it possibly five sets. By the way, I said Federer in straight sets. You did. I said in four. However, you said in four sets. I said, four, but he was injured, so that doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> However, what I'm trying to say is, if Chung took him to four or five, would we possibly be sitting here and saying Marin Cilic, second time Grand Slam champion? Because or Chung for the first time. You never know. We don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying in terms of if he, if Roger won, but he won more difficult. Mm. Uh, in a more difficult way, so he was challenged. He wasn't challenged in the semis. Um, it was straightforward in the quarters, and before that, it was all, you know, easy work for Roger. Let's be honest. So yeah. he didn't face anyone. I, I don't see anyone here ranked top ten, or ha- I don't even see anyone ranked top fifteen that he's faced. And um, until and, Chilich, and, and, until yeah. uh, besides Tillis, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, m- maybe maybe we should probably sit down, have a think about this before we go ahead okay, and, can, can I ask you and overhype question. it can I ask you a question go ahead last year Wimbledon yeah pretty similar situation I'm not I'm not speaking that he played children in the final I'm speaking about the players that he played against and and even at the end he it w- in, in the final so Chilich was injured Chilich, yeah because yeah, he yeah, was injured yeah. so now w- 20 grand slams is 20 grand slams mm. all the respect in the world but unreal yeah unreal, un- yeah. unreal. but on the other side I agree with you that Maybe luck played a little bit of a part. Maybe he he didn't face uh, Nadal. Nadal, he didn't face Nadal. Yeah, he didn't face Dimitrov. He didn't face Djokovic. He faced players mm. which are very good, but don't, don't have the the championship experience that Nadal, Djokovic, and Murray have. So um, not the champion pedigree. Do you yeah, get what I mean? Yeah, not the yeah. So so that's what I mean. And 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 obviously me playing devil's advocate. Let me end this. Let me move forward to what I actually feel. What an incredible human being. Um, what an incredible player. And I, I think it's safe to say he is definitely, um, in most people's eyes, the greatest player to ever play our game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just it's just such an honour and a pleasure to, to be, you know, living and in watching Roger, yeah, play you, yeah. Roger play. So, um, and, and also, what an incredible scene at the end when he's crying. Mm. Um I got goosebumps, to be honest. It was unreal. I think it finally sank in 
um, what he's achieved. And maybe number 20 was the one that actually got him emotionally. Mm. Um, Can you imagine what it's like to win 20 grandstands? It's, it, it's, it's unprecedented in the men's game. It's just unreal. We've seen it in the women's game. Mm. We've seen Serena. Serena Williams, we've seen Steffi Graf. Ste- exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, so listen, it, 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 we've seen it in the women's game. And that is also another astonishing achievement. Uh, obviously, Serena's going after the, the record. Course, However, in the men's game, we've never seen that. We've never seen it. And, and Roger just proved and, and cemented himself as the greatest of all time. The thing that after Sampras retired, everyone said that no one can beat that record. Yeah. And to see Roger and Rafa. Roger and Rafa winning, too, exactly. Course, Roger winning 20 slams. Nadal winning six. Nadal winning the French Open 10 times. 10 times, exactly. Whoa, uh, that's a grand slam. Yeah. He uh, And the thing is, in the last 11 Grand Slams in the French Open, Nadal's won 10. He never... He lost one. The, he's never lost a final of the French Open. He hasn't lost final, but he's lost semi-final. Do you yeah, know... Soderling. Soderling, there you go. You, you want to test me? Yeah, <laughs> I was seeing. Yeah, yeah but I was he's seeing. never lost a final, yeah. But we, we know our stuff here yeah. in, in the Deuce podcast. We try our best. We, yeah. we try. Um, so, yeah. Um, and you got anyway, anyway, yes. just a quick note. You do know that Nadal and Soderling, they don't like each other very much. Oh, oh. That is, it, you know, th- I have think you seen the, the, the match in their, their match at Wimbledon? Yeah. Do, do you know who another one person that he doesn't like? Yeah, who's L- that? Lucas Fr- Russell. Oh, yeah, and Fabio Fanini as well. And Fabio Fanini. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> There's a lot of tension there between the... Um, well, Fanini is a great member. Well, yeah. So I love the guy. I think anyone that that beats um, Rafa in a Grand Slam and really like... At the French Open. Uh, at the French <laughs> Open or uh, where, what Lucas Russell did was... Wimbledon. He pummeled the ball during that, that oh, yeah, match. Yeah, Do you yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. The, the balls were completely messed up after because he, he wasn't... Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the only <laughs> probably highlight of Lucas Russell's career. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything else. Um, but yeah, that is um, that is definitely um, a roundup for us. That's a wrap, probably. That's a wrap. Um, and that is that has been your two-week daily Australian Open podcast. And I have to say, I've really enjoyed it. It's our first time. I had so much fun, man. Awesome. We were up late. Me and Misha were texting each other at 4 or 5 a.m. saying, did you see this match? Did you see that match? It was incredible. Um, I think we have a new appreciation for people that follow tennis now. Exactly. And and journalists that actually... Follow up the late, game. exactly up late, and you, yeah, you yeah. do understand the effort and how difficult and the commitment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that is definitely something not to be um, ignored. Um, we do, you know, we do um, love to uh, see other opinions of journalists, of course, and, yeah. and and it's safe to say that we've have one of our own. You know, Jose Morgado, who does come most of the time onto the podcast, he's great as well. I'm sure he's got some really good opinions on oh the yeah, final. Definitely, definitely, um, yeah. But we will have him, not today, we'll have him on Thursday. That's when it, our weekly podcast will continue mm-hmm. as normal. As, as, normal, as it was yeah. before. Um, until the next Grand Slam. Until the next Grand Slam. Which, which you is said that is not that far away. Exactly. I guess we'll see. So, so which we is need the French to Open, by the way. And yeah. it's not going to be bad for us and the timing. Oh uh, yeah. Thank God you're right. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to be up late at night yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in we the early morning. We might even go to Paris. You never know. It's not far away it's from London, away from is London, it? Yeah. Um, we'll think about it. Maybe we'll just start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> just like certain podcasts yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, listen, we're, we're big fans of, of our neighbouring yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. So, anyway, Misha, have you got anything else to say to the fans before we end? I just uh, want to say thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully you and you guys enjoyed the two weeks of uh, podcast, daily podcast. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, 
I, I think it's safe to say from my end that it's been an amazing experience doing the podcast during the Grand Slams. We are still growing. We are still trying to make it big here and at again, the Juice Podcast. I just want to say, if anyone has any type of review, positive or negative, just make sure you give it to us. We want to improve. Exactly. We, we want to grow, like you said. Exactly. And also, one more thing. If you are listening on the Twitter, on our SoundCloud that we have on our Twitter page, uh, we would love to have you know two or three more faces you know helping us out on the social media if you're if you're really really into your tennis right misha if you're really if really into your tennis if you want to help out build up your cv you can build up your cv see there you go (laughs) (laughs) if you if you want to you know come and help out and and be part of a project um i'm sure a cool project um then you know let us know on the yeah. Twitter page. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll send you a DM and uh, hopefully move it from there. However, we've pa- gone past our zone here, our limits for this podcast. We will be back on Thursday. Normal service will be resumed. <laughs> we'll have um, uh, your your news back again. Misha will be back at it. We'll, we'll also have Jose Morgado hopefully on Thursdays. Let's say we'll have a lot of surprise, a lot of interesting guests coming in exactly. the next few and weeks. And we'll also look at, we'll be looking at some of the players that we haven't talked about about a lot uh their grand slam tournament so far and i'm sure there's a lot of tournaments going on in the tennis world today um and during this week so we'll come back on thursday misha once again thank you for joining us here on the podcast it's great as always um, and you've been great for the australian open mm, thank you honestly i feel the same way yeah. thank you my friend wow we're just giving ourselves compliments <laughs> we're prolonging this uh, this this ending to the podcast however yeah. thank you very much for joining us i've been Ahmed osman this has been the juice podcast follow us on at the juice podcast once again i've been Ahmed osman i've been misha Mitov. and thank you goodbye <laughs>